Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show podcast. Today I want to talk about just some news, right? Preseason news, the NFL right now. Just staying up on news is so important. Like it is in other sports, but really, you're not going to find it unless you're reading beat writer articles, you're reading headlines, whatever it is. I spend hours a day on Twitter, honestly, like an hour to two hours a day, if not more, just scamming through news, scanning through news, figuring out what works best for me and just trying to increase my overall understanding for DFS purposes, uh, for content purposes, and really just become as sharp as possible in the preseason. Not only does it help with preseason NFL contests, playing in them, helping other people in them, it also greatly helps you prepare for the NFL season. Your season-long drafts, you are going to be the most educated person, whether it's just for season-long or whether it's uh, coming into the NFL DFS season those first couple of weeks in head-to-head cash games and tournaments. You're going to be much better than the field, much better than your opponent. So definitely keep in mind that news. And what this segment's going to be all about is a different avenue of my content. It's going to only be on this podcast, which you can get wherever you download your podcasts. And if you can't find it there, let me know and we'll, we'll get it on there. Um, but it's just going to be a short, probably five, to five, ten minutes, five at most, just a really quick hitter on all the news that I saw happen the day before or whenever I can get these podcasts out. Again, they take quick to uh, kind of put together five to ten minutes. It's, it's easy on my part. It's a matter of me just getting all collecting my notes together. It helps me organize and it'll help you understand what's happening. The small things in practices, the small things in games that will easily go overlooked compared to some of the bigger things. So we're just going to start it off. I have like 15 bullet points. I'm going to read down the bullet points maybe go into them. But for the most part, it's going to be a lot of headlines. It's going to be a lot of uh, quick hitters just to increase your overall education level. So uh, with that said, in terms of just what's going on in the preseason. So with that said, let's get it started. This is from the August 8th, including August 9th notes. A lot of the August 8th notes, um, there's not going to be much there, mainly because it was a lot of games that day, so there's no practices taking place. A lot of just depth chart news, which isn't that important since the games are over. But we'll talk about recapping the games from yesterday, some things to look forward to. So uh, McKinnon, McKinnon right now is going to miss two weeks. This is going to bump up Tevin Coleman a ton in that 49ers backfield. Robert Quinn was suspended two games, even though he had to take this medication that was contaminated in the pharmacy. It was kind of proven that way by some attorneys in arbitration. NFL still gave him a two-game suspension, which is sad. He has to take a pill to actually survive. Uh, In that pill, the pharmacy messed up and gave a dose that was, um, they compared it to having one piece of rice compared to having a whole rice bag. Uh, and that there was no way that he was actually trying to hide performance enhancers with that type of medication. It was a a pharmacy contamination. The NFL did not care. Paxton Lynch showed out versus former team. He got to play versus Denver in the preseason. He came in as a uh, backup to the backup quarterback uh, in Seattle, and he played really well. He scored a touchdown on the ground, scored one in the air, over 100 yards in the air, around 40 or 50 yards on the ground. Looked really good, a potential player to keep an eye on during the preseason. DK Metcalf. Uh, DK Metcalf, his numbers lied. Uh, He had four targets. He caught one of them for eight yards. You look at that and you say, ah, disappointing day for him. No, he got behind on two deep passes. He had four targets, two of those. He had a step to two steps on the second uh, deep target for potential touchdowns. Yes, touchdowns to 30-plus yard cats. And Geno Smith on both of them overthrew him. So what they wanted to see out of Metcalf was you can make these contested catches. Can you actually beat guys with your speed? Well, he showed that in the preseason on just four targets. He beat the guys on two, caught one of the balls of those four The other two overthrown by Geno Smith. So keep an eye on DK Metcalf. The fact that he has a hype train already around him because of these body pictures that he was posting or that got posted on social media and went around because he's an absolute monster. He has a hype train around him. Honestly, if he would have scored on one of those deep bombs, it probably would have just made his hype train go off the rails and overrated him. Right now, we continue to see him go underrated due to those passes just being terrible passes by Geno Smith. Geno Smith has a cyst on his hand or whatever. No major news, but he's probably not going to be playing uh, in the next preseason game. 
So it was record-breaking ratings for Kyler Murray's first start, and he's going to play a little more. So he only got 10 full snaps, right? And he had to hand off a couple of those balls to David Johnson. So he actually only actually had, what, six, seven pass attempts, I believe. Uh, he looked decent. It broke records uh, in terms of preseason ratings. The NFL loves hearing that he's going to be playing a little more in the next one to continue to break those records. It was exciting. I mean, nothing you're going to look too much into. Uh, he said after the game that he actually has to get used to the feeling of shaking people's hands after losing. He doesn't like that. Uh, but otherwise, he looked he looked good out there for the limited sample. Not much to really go off of. Their offense wasn't in the full swing of things, clearly, as he only played one drive. Going to see a little bit more out of him next game. Maybe we'll get a whole quarter. I'm hoping so. David Montgomery looked good for Chicago. So this is a kid who has to compete back there in this backfield with a bunch of other backs. Jordan Howard is now in Philadelphia with the Eagles. They brought in Mike Davis from Seattle, sort of a pass-catching back. They still have Tariq Cohen out there, also a pass-catching gadget weapon. David Montgomery, though, looked like a, a the monster they've been talking about. He was able to pass-protect. He was able to rush. Uh, took a nice jump cut to the outside for a touchdown in that game. Great for fantasy owners as myself, having him. Uh, but, yeah, David Montgomery looks like the real deal on a small sample size. Looks great. Uh, Trent Sherfield, rising in Arizona, looks like a preseason darling. Potentially the wide receiver three out here in Arizona. He's fighting for some... Um, really a roster spot. There's a lot of rookies on this team, but he had a team-high four receptions. One of them went for 22 yards. Keep an eye on him moving forward in weeks two, three, and four of the preseason. Isabella, the other rookie out there in Arizona, he is expected to actually play in week two of the preseason, did not play in week one. Apparently, he was very close. No one stands out in the Miami backfield yet, but that does not mean good news for Kenyon Drake. Since it's Balaj and Drake, both of them look very mediocre in the preseason game, but the fact that Kenyon Drake has somewhat hype around him and Balaj is still taking first-team reps in practice, as well as kind of splitting the load in that first preseason game, Drake not standing out actually hurts him. So even though there was no standout, it's actually going to hurt Kenyon Drake, in my opinion. Uh, Jacob Myers had a big night in the preseason, two catches for the Patriots. They need to take advantage of some young blood out there. They haven't had a lot of young guys, at least in their receiving corps in a while, right? Relying on Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, even Josh Gordon to an extent last year and for the years past. Now that he had some young blood, it was nice to see Jacob Myers kind of come through. Josh Allen looked Cole Beasley's way three times in just a couple of possessions. Josh Allen also looked really good last night. Cole Beasley was on the field for every single uh, 17 out of the 18, so almost every single possession or every single snap of the offense. That is good to see. Speaking of slot receivers like Cole Beasley, Adam Humphreys. This is the thing I tweeted about it. Follow me on Twitter, at DFS. He stood out the most to me, and this was the situation that stood out the most to me because he was fantastic as a slot receiver in Tampa Bay. He kind of held Chris Godwin back, unfortunately. Hashtag Chris Godwin season is coming. Um, if that's even a hashtag, we just made it one. Uh, but Adam Humphreys, it's definitely not a hashtag. Adam Humphreys in the slot is going to be a weapon, and Marcus Mariota only threw the ball eight times yesterday. He looked Adam Humphreys way six times. Humphreys caught four possessions of that, or four balls. Um, that's a lot. Three quarters of your targets, six of the eight in the preseason game one, going to Adam Humphreys, showing a connection early on, something to keep an eye on, as Adam Humphreys did have a breakout year last year, and really for his whole entire NFL career, he's been pretty solid. He just got kind of hyped up in that great um, offense last year. Looking a little more now, Dontrell Hillman takes on the Duke Johnson role. So once Duke Johnson got traded to the Texans, we knew that Dontrell Hillman was Hilliard, actually not Hillman. Hilliard was now the number two running back there. He had two catches for 28 yards on three targets. So early on in that game, he didn't get a ton of run. I would like to see more run out of him. But now he's the de facto number two on the depth chart. Seemed to be the number two taking over that uh, Duke Johnson role. That doesn't help Nick Chubb. Now Nick Chubb is going to get more pass attempts, I imagine. But if Dontrell Hilliard can show that he can make things happen, in the passing game, it's going to limit Nick Chubb's upside. But just the fact that Duke Johnson and his 40-plus receptions uh, and however many targets he had last year, double that, uh, are now out of that backfield is going to help a lot for both of these players. Kiki Kute left with an ankle injury yesterday. Not great. Uh, the, the rookie 
broke out last year. Tons of targets, the short intermediate routes. Also has the opportunity to go deep in the slot. Kind of a disadvantage for a lot of uh, defenses when you have a Deshaun Watson, who's versatile in the backfield. DeAndre Hopkins, who I believe with Devontae Adams are the two best wide receivers in the entire National Football League. I think DeAndre Hopkins is number one, even as a Packers fan, I can say that. And then on the opposite side, you do have a Will Fuller. So it just makes this offense so dangerous with Kiki Kute out of the slot. It takes a huge hit. Hopefully he's okay. We have to see. Austin Eckler had five rushes for 40 yards yesterday. I don't like yards per carry, but if you could do the easy math, that's eight yards per carry. Justin Jackson had 4.4 yards per carry and a four-yard touchdown. So, I mean, Melvin Gordon's holdout, that first game did not do anything to really help him, similar to how we saw the first game of the regular season last year when James Conner's first game did not help Le'Veon Bell, and we know how that story ended. So that's where I'm at right now. Hopefully this news helps. Let me know what you think about it, whether you're watching on or just listened on Twitter. Just hit me with a comment. Hit me in the DMs. Hit me whatever you want. Like this podcast. I'm excited to do these news breakings, little quick ones, quick hitting. Hopefully it helps. All right. Peace, gang.